Welcome to Scale Her Up, the female entrepreneur show with me, Brenda Hector. I'm a business growth specialist helping business owners to develop themselves and grow their businesses so they can achieve their goals and enjoy the lifestyle they dream of. I'm also on a mission to revolutionise the entrepreneurial landscape for women in business. In every podcast episode, I interview someone who has an inspiring story or some great advice for women aiming to start or scale their businesses. If you're new to the show, take a moment to subscribe and please check out the previous ones after listening to this. We've got an awesome community on Facebook. Just search for Scale Her Up and join in. I have Tamara Campbell with me today on the Scale Her Up podcast. Tamara is a successful woman in a very male-dominated industry. She's a quantity surveyor and director of Campbell Construction based in Creef, Scotland. Welcome, Tamara. Great to have you on the show. Today on the Scale Her Up podcast, I've got Tamara Campbell from Campbell Construction in Creef. Welcome, Tamara, to Scale Her Up. Thanks for, thanks for joining me today. Um, I guess let's let's just start. I think all all of the listeners like to hear the story of how how you got into business. So, tell me a bit about what what you do and how you got there. So uh, I'm owner of Campbell Construction in Creef. It's a construction company. So we've got all trades working for us. Came my husband and I are both the directors, and he had worked in it himself as a joiner, like a one-man band joiner, and then we decided to grow it from there. So 2013 we went limited and I came into the business working uh, and training to become a quantity surveyor. So I have a quantity surveying degree, so I do all, mainly do all the price work for the business, project management of different sites. We've now, we've grown now and we've now got 32 of a staff of all trades so initially it was just joiners so now we've got joiners plumbers electricians labor laborers plasterers decorators so yeah it's quite a big operation now that we manage and yeah the business is just growing growing and growing all the time so it's quite a lot to keep, keep track of and still just yourself and your husband running running the show yeah yeah, we, bo- we both run it. We've got a team in the office. We have one other manager that that manages um, the joiners and material ordering. And then we've got general accounts manager and office staff. It's phenomenal to go from a from a one-man band to um, 32 employees, though. That's, uh, that's really good. What's been the, what's been the hardest part of that, that growth journey? I think the speed that it grew and how learning to manage that bigger staff group, the bigger scale jobs, and it it wasn't it wasn't a very it was gradual in some respects, but in other respects it, we had to we'd maybe growing ten to fifteen guys and stuck at that for a few years, and then we we've gone up from the last year we've gone right up to thirty two from sixteen guys. In, at the start of 2019 so it, it has grown significantly in the last year and a half so dealing with that and the management of that and it, it's not just when you're a one-man band coping with the quality control it, it's easy because it's just yourself doing that when you're relying on other people to keep that up too it, it's um yeah it's just the management of it becoming bigger but we 
putting a lot of systems and things in place and got help from from out with Campbell Construction to assist us in coping with that. So yeah, main challenge is, is dealing with the growth at the speed that it grew at. So what would you say to someone else who's in business and, and things are starting to grow like that? What would be your what would be your top tips to cope with that? You know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. So what, what would you advise someone who's coming through that now? Well, in coming, th- in coming through that, the re- how we cope to coming through that is learning a lot more and going on. I've been on various different webinars and reading and courses and joining networking groups and things, speaking to other business owners. I've worked with a coach now, a business coach for a year and a half. And just, I mean, you need to... As your business grows, you need to learn more and you need to plan more. Just from from being a one-man band, we we were really just winging it. And then now we've got quarterly plans, annual goals and things like that that we're trying, that we aim to achieve. And we have achieved, we've achieved a lot more by setting goals and making plans and sticking to them plans. So I would say planning is the key and learning. Think that everybody thinks that they know it all, but you, there's a lot to learn more as your business grows. What you need to know is completely different from what it was to start out with. That's a very, very good observation, actually. And you know, I'm very familiar with your with your business coach. He's a great, great guy. And you know, in our in our industry, definitely, we're we're talking to our clients about learning and looking at what they need to learn and planning uh, massive, massive parts of what we do as well. So that's it's really good to yeah. hear. So how, yeah, how, how did the business, what happened to the business that enabled you to scale at such a pace then? How did you do that for, for others that are looking to, where did the, that growth come from? Well, we had a particularly bad year between 2018, 2019, and that was when we were trying to we were trying to grow but we weren't ready to grow yet and we were dealing with maybe customer care had gone things had slackened a bit because we were because it was growing and we were getting asked to do lots and lots of more jobs um maybe taking on too much work in hindsight when we weren't able to cope with it all so we weren't able to keep all our customers happy all the time and it, it kind of we lost where we were going and what we were aiming for and you live and learn from your mistakes and how you've handled things we that was when I got in touch with the coach or well with my business coach at the start of 2019 and just being able to think about why we were in the position that we were in and what and learn from our mistakes so that we could then grow the business so once we started fixing things like customer care and customer journey and quality control, setting core values and things and getting the staff more engaged in the company, it started to fall into place. And it, I mean, a lot of our business is word of mouth. The advertising, the scale of jobs that was coming in was was larger jobs that we were coming from. So when we were... As we were growing, we were growing at a fast rate, rate, but we were taking on really small jobs. Whereas when you get to a bigger size company, these smaller jobs should be left for the likes of the one-man bands and things who can 
manage that scale of job, whereas we were managing 20 to 30 different jobs then and losing control of it all, whereas now we manage between 8 and maybe 12 jobs at a time. So it's more manageable for us and all our customers are happy now, which is good, good place to be at. It wasn't through any of our, it wasn't our intentions that we weren't, it was just trying to cope with the growth and manage the staff that we weren't probably educated enough to to do that at that time. So so now, am I right in thinking, so now you can target a different type of customer, a different type of job? It's a different type of job now, where it, before we were doing a lot of small extensions, maybe one bed, one room extensions, small kitchen and bathroom refurbs, hanging doors, floor, laminate flooring and things. Whereas, yes, it's good to get that type of work, but that type of work should be going to the smaller companies in the area. Whereas we are more equipped to be managing with large scale, large scale extensions from say, we're, we, our ideal customers are from like a hundred thousand pounds upwards. So by cutting out the small scale jobs, we've learned to manage everything a lot better and on all and our sites run a lot more smoothly. Our staff are a lot happier as well because they're not going from multiple jobs all the time. They know where they're at, they're staying on jobs for longer, whereas before it was they were going to one house one day and another house another day just to try and make sure that these jobs were all getting completed. But yeah, so we had to change our, the type of customer that we had. And I guess the, the, the processes that you, you use are different for the bigger, you know, you, you've alluded to it already that the way that you operate and manage the team around these jobs, that has to be different with the different type of jobs. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of things we've changed in the construction industry. It ha- they have, a lot of people are very set in their ways. So so coming, trying to get people to change has been difficult. But now that we've made these changes, the guys are all seeing the benefits of it all. We had major issues with cash flow especially when we were doing these smaller jobs. So we were getting drips and drabs of money in from little jobs here, there and everywhere. Whereas now the larger scale projects that we're doing, we can forecast our cash flow a lot better and manage that a lot better. Now we were having, we used to pay people on a weekly basis now, which we've changed as well. And that has helped us massively. But again, that was a massive challenge to try and get guys in the construction industry to accept not to be paid weekly, which in other industries it's, it's quite common that you don't get paid weekly anymore. Yeah, so. I, um, I wasn't aware that construction were still expecting to be paid weekly. So, yes, um, yeah. that's interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Yes, yeah, so um, just going to your, you, you're talking about getting people to change in the construction industry and it, it got me thinking actually that you know we're here talking about women in in business but you're you're also I would imagine quite rare as a woman in the construction industry yes has that has that been a an additional challenge for you then yes it's definitely been a challenge I think it took a long time for people to recognize myself as an equal asset to the 
the team as well as my husband, whereas he has all the on-site expertise and that he was a joiner to begin with. I have got a lot of knowledge from what I've learned through my degree and through being on-site. So it, it has... It, there is challenges definitely being a woman in construction and in business as well. But I think I've now proved myself, but I think to begin with, the staff weren't that confident with me. I would find that like older staff would be going to to my husband for help, which is absolutely fine, but they would they weren't quite fully understanding that I was more, more than capable to deal with issues on site as well. But now I manage sites myself. Ali's involved on the day-to-day running, but I'll manage the sites. I do all the takes for money. I do manage all the materials, the guys. I do all the scheduling for the guys so they, so they know where they're at and what the plan is for the week ahead. So yeah, it's taken time. And I think to learn their trust as well. I don't... I, I mean, women in on building sites is quite was quite rare t- sort of 10 years ago but there is a lot more women coming into construction now but it's certainly for customers as well they don't think that they don't always appear to accept straight off that i am capable of what i'm capable of doing and, but they shouldn't it doesn't take long before they we've been working with them that they they're, they're quite accepting of it and, and women if it's women customers they're quite happy to be dealing with another woman as well. So, yeah, it's definitely it is a challenge in construction. We're hoping we've got a we're start we've got a page on our website just now. We're trying to get a full team of trades women as well. So, pl- looking to take on apprentices and see if we can encourage more females into the industry. We're keen to support people to do that. I think that's a great uh, a great mission to be to be on. You know, in in business, we talk about the a diverse team being a better performing team. You know, people with different yeah. different backgrounds and different gender and you know from different cultures and everything. I think that would be be a real asset to your business to have to have yeah. that have that that kind of balance in in your business. Do you think that as as a woman in business or a woman in construction, do you think you've had to work harder? I think I've worked hard, but I think that's what any business owner does. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I think to be accepted as in the position that I'm in, uh, as a company owner in construction, uh, I think to be recognised, but I feel that I am now recognised. I don't think now that there's any, I don't, I don't feel that there's any inequalities with with me being a woman in construction now, but I certainly, in the last two, three years, I had felt it. I think people recognise me as a quantity surveyor and as a project manager in the industry, and I'm respected in that way, which which feels good now, but it has been a challenge to get to this stage in my career. Good. Well done, you. Yeah. So... Is it that hard work or is it something else that you would attribute the success to achieve what you've achieved up until now? There's been a lot of hours put in to get the business to where it is now and get the systems in place. And I'm hoping that in the next few years, I might be able to step back a little bit and let it it run a bit more by itself. Yeah, it it has been hard work getting ourselves 
where we want to be in the business and get and fix all the issues that we had with the company. Now a great a great place to continue growing or I hope to grow it, yeah. yeah. To hope to be at larger scale. But it, it's it's continuing once we get we've got the systems in place now and it's just perfecting them so that it runs a lot smoother. So for instance we're now paperless, so we do. We've got a software system that we've introduced for managing all the sites. Which, from a small-scale construction company, that's quite a big thing, and it's been quite hard work getting the guys to work with this system and to see the benefits of it. Whereas you've got Robertson Construction or um, you know Stuart Milne and things. They're all using these sorts of systems already, but it's it's making that move up to up to that is it's change changing coping with the change and as as long as we get all the staff engaged with it then yeah i think we will continue to grow i can't see us i can't see it staying the same hopefully next year we might have 100 staff wow yeah, yeah. and uh, i am a coach and if your if your coach had heard you say that i think he would pull you up on it as well we don't say hopefully we say yeah. our goal is a hundred staff. We will have a hundred staff next year. Part of the you know the the research that's been been undertaken in, in terms of women entrepreneurs and the things that are holding them back. Some some of that can be you know sort of balance of uh, domestic chores and the the sort of the additional challenges that perhaps come with family responsibilities for mm-hmm. for women in business. I'm aware that you have a family as well as a business. How how would you advise other women to manage that juggling act? It has been a juggle. I've got two children and um, two dogs as well. <laughs> uh, we we did get help in. We've got somebody that helps us get the children ready for school and and picks them up at school at night. We try to we have try and spend the weekends with them as well. We, in the evening times, we uh, sort of between five and eight o'clock, I'm off work and then I'll work again later on in the night. Haven't definitely given up a bit of my sleep for the business in the recent years. It is important to have time off though with your children, but we are building something for, for them to benefit from. But it can be done. I've got other plans for myself out with the construction company um, to be starting up other businesses. I think in the past two years, my confidence, and which has been helped through having coaching as well, has made me see that I'm capable of doing a lot. And I would, I would encourage any woman to try and to get into business. And the sense of achievement that I've had from seeing what what the business has turned into now, yeah, I definitely think it's worth it. But through working with Action Coach, I do know that I, I, I definitely am encouraged to do to have more businesses and to do more, <laughs> but to let these businesses run themselves. So that's what, what stage I'm in at the moment, that trying to start businesses that I know that I won't have to be as involved in as I have been with Campbell Construction. Um, I... I agree with you. I, I think actually it's a bit addictive, and that's yeah. why we have you know 
the term serial entrepreneur comes from yeah. that, doesn't it? Where oh, yeah. to to get the that achievement and that success and want to do it again and again. Yeah. So I um, think the thing is, Campbell Construction is like it's my first achievement. I don't know that I'll ever be able to walk away from it and let it run itself. But <laughs> I would like a bit more time off. But definitely, other businesses that I hope to have, well, I will have, will run them, run yeah. themselves. I'm planning on always being involved in Campbell Construction because it is, as I say, it's been my baby for a few years now, and yeah, I want to see it grow and I want to be involved in the growth of it as well. So that's brilliant. That's brilliant. One of the other things, one of the other things that are can be holding holding women back in business being entrepreneurs is not having the support you know so we've, we've kind of touched already on you know it it's not something that you you do on your own you get the help from wherever you can so yeah and you, you've mentioned your your business coach already but you know who have been your bus- biggest supporters through this through your entrepreneurial journey well my husband he He's been supportive, my friends and family. But it has. there have been a lot of people that have said to me, because there's been times where when the business was going through its the most difficult times, people have told me, you know, oh, you should just give up and go and get a job. You could go and get a job anywhere and work for anybody and you don't need the stress. And I find there'd be a lot, there's a lot of people that have encouraged me to quit, but I wouldn't quit. <laughs> So you are, I think you do fight back. I mean, there's a, there's people that have said to me about the, the children, the children are growing up fast and you're missing out. I, I think the, my children are happy. They We spend a lot of time together. They understand the importance of the business and what they, they reap a lot of rewards from the business as well. I just, I think... It's, it's difficult. You need to be sure that it is what you want to do. There is a lot of people that would in, do try and encourage people to stop for being a mum. You know, you've got your own responsibility for your children's, and I, I have never dropped the responsibility of being a mother. I've got a good relationship with my children, and I think I don't think they will be affected by this long term, the business, other than in a positive way. But yeah, it's difficult. It is difficult. Uh, well, as a fellow mother and business owner, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and I think it's great that we're also there as role models for our children. Yeah. Because you know, entrepreneurship's not something that's really promoted through the school system, and you know, and, and particularly entrepreneurship for for women. So I, I think it's good that they're seeing strong female role models and you know, that that's part of the the purpose of this podcast really for purpose of scale her up is to provide role models and and examples of women who are successful and building their businesses for for other people who are thinking of thinking of starting it so i think yeah well done as a role model who who would have been your role models who did you look to or who do you still look to as role models in business? In business? Well, I, I watch a lot of uh, Brad Sugar, so like him. <laughs> uh, he's a role model to me. My granddad was, a, he was, had, though he's not here any longer, but I do reflect on his, but so he had a construction company in Sheffield in the 
sort of 60s time, very successful. He was a millionaire in the 60s, so I, I would strive to hit, hit that mark on this scale these days. Uh, there's local business people as well that we've worked with, but I'm not sure that I would say their names on here. But yeah, uh, I have taken, after reading a lot, I've been and spoken to a, a range of different business owners in the area to try and see get ideas from them, how they've managed the growth. I mean, everybody has a story. I've just finished reading Shoe Dog, which is a guy from Knight that wrote that, and I thoroughly enjoyed listening to all his failures at the start, <laughs> the hurdles that he had to go over. It sounds very familiar. So I think every business owner's got their story, don't they? Of, and it's being able to work together and helping each other. It's not... I've done a lot through BNI as well, and they've been a great support system to me, all the different business owners in that as well. Just growing my network, which I would never, if somebody had mentioned networking to me two years ago, it's not something that I would have been confident in doing. That's great. Sounds like you've really pushed yourself to develop yourself and expand your comfort zone. And, you know, it's it's a really good really good story to be to be sharing with others that are that are also you know striving to to make something of of their business so i'm just i ask everybody the same question at the end i i see this as a a revolution that we need to bring about to bring gender balance to entrepreneurship in the uk because if women started their businesses and scaled their businesses to the same extent as men that would add 250 million to the uk economy yeah. 250 billion to the UK economy, sorry. So I see it as a, a revolution. So what, what do you think that we can do, you know, every individual, what can we do to bring about this and this revolution? Well, things like this podcast would do wonders. Uh, once networking events and trying to encourage women to get together and share experiences and we're more than capable of, of doing anything that we put our mind to. I never, to be running the business that we're running now, I I didn't think that we would ever get to this scale a few years back. We almost went bankrupt twice. So we just need to give, I think, giving women more confidence and knowing that they're, they can do it and, and showing them, educating people, like book clubs and things like that. The more, I mean, the more that I've read over the last few years, it's, it's helped me understand what I'm capable of, but it's trying to get women engaged and think that, and see that there is more to life than being a mum. Because you've got you've got a whole life ahead of you as well after having children. Children are really important and family is important, but if you've got dreams of your own, I mean, there's a real sense of achievement that I've got for myself that what well, we've got the business to and... I wouldn't change it at all, though a lot of people would say I would be mad to say that because they've seen that it's been hard work. But the hard work has paid off now. Um, that's that's great. That get in touch with women somehow. Spread the word that we're capable. Awesome, a re- really good message to to finish off on there, Tamara. And uh, thank you so much for for joining me on the Scale Her Up podcast. And uh, I'll be watching your growth and looking out to hear about these new businesses that you're going to be starting soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Scale Her Up, the female entrepreneur's show. 
Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and please join our Facebook community at Scale Her Up. Please connect with me, Brenda Hector, on social media and drop me a message to let me know you're enjoying the podcasts. Or even better, pop a wee review on iTunes. I'm going to finish by reminding you, only one in three UK entrepreneurs are female and men are five times more likely to scale their business to over one million in turnover than women. If we started and scaled our businesses to the same extent as men, it would add 250 billion to the UK economy and provide millions of jobs. Ladies, you can do it and we're going to make a massive difference. Mm -hmm.